this way, if YouTube for some reason doesn't work, I'll have a recording that I can still publish to the members tomorrow or the next day or whenever. So, Mezzi, why don't we start again, just in case we've lost everything. I've got with me Mezzi from just north of Victoria, maybe an hour or two. Is that about right? Maybe an hour or so? That is correct. And you know, I've actually been to your place, Mezzi. When I drove to your place, it was the same day that I went to watch a friend of mine. He was on. He was in a recording for uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I think it's got a different name now. But you know the show hosted by E. Maguire? You know, uh-huh. you, you answer the question, yeah. and then if you can't answer the question, you pass to the next person. So Correct. I had to wake up super early to go to that recording of that. Then I jump in my rental car, and I drive up to see Mezzi from just north of Melbourne. And that was back in 2000, I think that was the beginning of 20, no, that was the beginning of 2019. So that was almost four years ago, Missy. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and you had pizzas. Wow. My pizza oven. Yes, you did. You made, you made some wood-fired pizzas out in, the, out in the back. And you also made me this lovely JLB poster, didn't you? I did. I did take a picture of it if you want it. <laughs> I did, I did. I've still got it. I, I saved it and I've got it. It's staying with, um, you know, Matty V from Thailand. When I went to visit him in Thailand, I brought my big uh, travel case and the small travel case, and I left the big travel case at Maddie V's, not realizing that there would be this once-in-a-lifetime P-A-N-D-E-M-I-C, and I would uh, never go back to Thailand again. So the JLB post that you made is still there. It's sitting with Maddie V from Phuket in my travel case. Can you believe that? I know. I don't, I don't believe it at all. <laughs> I, why would you? Why would you? <laughs> Well, all right, it's a piece of cardboard, yeah, okay. Um, well, good, good. It took me hours, days to do that. And I thought what I wanted to do is be, be a bit funny and, and what I was going to do is put a sign up at the end of the street uh, because it's a very short uh, road. Um, this way, to Mezzi's face, <laughs> but I ran out of time and you just, there you were. You just lobbed up and I, you, there you walking down. And I, oh, no, <laughs> I didn't do the poster. <laughs> I just wanted to. Well, it wasn't necessary. I was able to navigate my way there. And it's a cute little town that you live in. But even in little rural towns in Victoria, people were still falling for all of the MASK madness, weren't they? They are. This is, yes. this is years later. When I went there, it was awesome town. But a few years later, there was this once-in-a-lifetime PAN, and uh, you fell for or no, you didn't fall for it, but your town did. Even, even cool little towns full of, you would think, intelligent uh, people, they fell for it. Yep, they did. It's sad. Well, I'm just taking a look at the live stream chat here, Mezzi, and apparently they can still hear us. Uh, they're saying that it's buffering. Folks, if you can hear me, the buffering, I've tried two different um, internet. I don't think this is my end. I think this is YouTube playing tricks with us, and I've got reason for saying that. So I'm not being conspiratorial. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying uh, if it's not working, I think that might be on YouTube's end, which is just more reason, Mezzi, why I'm looking forward to not having to deal with YouTube going forward. Yes. Yes, I know. I know what you mean. I got locked out of um, YouTube and they wanted my phone number and I went, no way, no way. They, they tried to lock me out just before I started the stream, Izzy. They haven't tried to verify my phone number. I used a, a Malaysian. I was in Malaysia when I created this channel, right? Because my last channel got deleted, you might recall. Mm-hmm. So I used a Malaysian phone number to start this new channel, which I verified with that phone. They have never tried to verify it, like read, you know, we just want to double check for your security. They haven't done that once in the last three years until literally five minutes before we started this call. You know, you know what gets me is all this security is so BS because <laughs> it's only a way of getting our information. Uh, anyway, um, that's what I believe. 
And and I just don't, you know, there's a lot of places that there's very few people have my mobile phone number and there's a lot of people that don't even think I've got a mobile phone and I really only use it for, you know, people that that I, I know uh, and that's it. And I will not give out my phone number to anybody. Well, that's fair enough. The problem with YouTube is that if you do give them your phone number to verify that it's correct, which I was happy to do, they can then all of a sudden say, oh, we want to double check it again. And they've done that with me three years later, just before this grand spectacular 9-11 Jalby special, which could be a coincidence, Messi. Okay, it could be. But I'm uh, also open to the idea that maybe there's something else going on here. It's no coincidences. I've done like a dozen live streams this year. They didn't do this once, just today, before the very final JLB live stream on YouTube. Like, what are the odds of that? Like, it could be a coincidence, but like, what are the odds, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, none. There is no odds. It's, they, they do this. This is what they do. Well, Maisie, check this out. In the live stream chat, I've just learned that an old friend of yours wants to call in, Abdefakeologist, wants to call us for a chat. What do you think about that? Oh, that sounds great. Well, let me just check to see if Ab is still on the JLB Discord server. He was in the past. Let's see if he is right now. If he is, he can just use Discord to call in. Yep, we've still got fakeologists on the Discord. So Ab the fakeologist, if you want to call in for this 9-11 Grand Spectacular, call in whenever you like. Dear listeners on YouTube, I promise you, this is not me trying to uh, be cheeky or something. Whatever buffering issues you're having are YouTube-specific, but I'm now recording this on my end. So if the uh, live stream doesn't work, I can take this recording. I can uh, publish it as an MP3, whether that's tomorrow or Tuesday, I'm not sure. So just make sure you're on the JLB Discord uh, server. And if you're not a member of johnthebond.com, make sure you're on the free mailing list. I will send the MP3 of this recording publicly. I'll, I'll send it out for free. It's no, no big deal. Like even to non-members, you can access it. I'll send it via the mailing list because clearly YouTube is not going to help us. So with all that said, Miz, it's been a little while since you've been on an official JLB member Discord call. Back in the day, you'd been on more calls than anybody. You were the first person to reach 33 appearances on the member calls. But lately, we haven't heard too much from you. Let me ask you, why is that? Well, um, I wake up really early and I don't know why, but I'm awake and I've got things to do, so um, that that's what I do. So I get up uh, early and I do some work and get the house, you know, clean the house and what have you, <clears throat> you know, boring stuff like that. And then um, and then I do some research. Um, I'm researching into herbs at the moment um, and uh, weeds and the healing aspects of these amazing things that nature has given us. And so I'm very excited. And so I wake up early and do my, my bit. And um, hopefully, um, you know, I can, I can be of assistance in when, you know, things go awry. Because <laughs> they're going to go awry. We know these. Right? Do you think so? Like you're, you're oh, referring yeah. to or you're like... Um sort of uh, like what you're getting at is you think like there might be food shortages or? Well, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen, but something something's going to happen. I, I've had this feeling for a while. I think Maddie V's on the same wavelength as I am. It's just, it's just you can feel it in your bones. It's, there's something not right. What are things like down there in Melbourne now? Because, you know, I've been gone for so long and obviously we spoke a lot during the, the worst of the PAN. But it seems to me from afar that even Victoria, a lot of the nonsense has 
uh, died down, so to speak. Pardon the pun, Victoria died down. That wasn't intentional. Is it more normal now there, Mezzi? Like, do things seem to have returned back to normal? Yeah, I went to visit my daughter last week and driving down there, it was it was really nice to see people out and having coffee and hardly seeing any masks. And, and it was lovely to see young people just having fun, you know. So I thought, oh, this is nice. Um, so, yeah, things are going back to normal um, in, in, in a way, unless, um, unless you've got anything to do with hospitals, right? <laughs> Once you've got anything to do with hospitals and doctors, then really things are not normal because they still require certain things that you need to have before you go into the hospital or uh, you need to wear a mask or, or something like that. So um, apart from that, uh, I believe everything's normal. Look, I, I go to a Tai Chi class and there's women that, that wear masks, but I, I've, I, I think it's only the people that are sick that wear the masks. I really do because... Um, these three people are not well <laughs> and they wear masks. And I look at them and think, oh, well, you know. Even to this day, like even like yeah. right now in they're doing September tai of 2022. I mean, they're, doing, they're, they're wearing the masks while they do yes. Tai Chi. Yeah. Oh, these people are not going to make it, Mizzy. These people are beyond all hope, I'm afraid. Yes. No offence if they're your friends, but it's... They're, this, they're not my friends. Just, they're just some women I know there. Um, it's, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and, you know, things like that. So... Um, until you come up with things like that and you see somebody that you know that or that you know that you don't, I don't know them well. Um, there's only a few I know really well and they don't wear masks and they never have. And um, uh, But but there, there's always those few that still wear masks and, and oh, just ridiculous. Um, but it is yeah. ridiculous, Missy. You know what else is ridiculous? This idea that two planes can fly at 500 miles an hour straight into the Twin Towers, exploding through the other side. You know today is the 21st anniversary. Well, not for you. Obviously, there in Australia, it's a, it's a different date for you. But yeah. here in Europe, it's still September 11. It's been 21 years, Mezzi. Can you believe that? Yeah, three sevens, eh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Do you remember where you were or what you were doing when you found out that New York, the free world, was under attack? Yes, I do. I mean, who doesn't, right? Isn't that one of the most memorable occasions if you were around that time? Um, it, yeah, when I when I was watching the news, and I still had little kids then, so while I was watching the news, I thought, oh, this is they're advertising a new movie or something. I didn't know it was real because it just didn't look real, you know. Um, but I did get sucked into the fact that that did happen at the time. Um, but... My first impression was, oh, this is a new movie or something and everyone's, you know, going crazy about this new movie. And then, of course, I watched it over and over again because that's all they had on TV, right, at that time. I had it on all the time. It's like, let's let's get this in everyone's consciousness. This is what's happened, you know, and uh, there's a reason this has happened and, and, of course, everything was was prepared for this to go to war because, you know, they want to get rid of more people. Well, you know, that's that's the – but as you know, nobody died, nobody got hurt. But um, <laughs> it's just really – You know what, Mizzy? I hate to keep jumping around and segueing, but we don't know how much longer we've got left before YouTube pulls the pin. People in the live stream chat are saying that it is working, it is working. I don't know if it is working or not. But while I've got you, while we're doing this quick public call trying to uh, reflect on – 
uh, the last 21 years of this media fakery madness. You mentioned that nobody died, nobody got hurt. When was the last time you chatted or had any correspondence with our old friend, Crazy Dave J? Oh, not not since um, not since that. Yeah, not for a long time. Um, no, not for a long time. We had a call with him. Remember? Well, I think that's probably well, the best calls of all time. Is he one of my favorite yeah, of all time? Cool, I loved it. Um, I, w- I was trying to understand his his. Um, I don't know, his system of numbers and things like that. And so I, I had to draw a chart and tr- try and understand what he was talking about because I really do like to try and understand somebody's uh, concept or ideas or or whatever um, to be able to argue. You can't argue anything unless you understand where they're coming from in the first place. So... Um, but in the background, hold on, we've got a whole bunch of people here. Is that fakeologist? Yeah, it is. Hey, hey, hello. Hi. Hey, uh, fakeologist. Hey, it's great to have you here, brother. I hate to make you the tech guy straight up. Is there some buffering issue with the YouTube stream or what's going on? There was, there was, uh, there was many times, even when you said you changed it. So that's why I was uh, offering my fakeotube service to you, as I have five times or so. If you want to try it out, you can. You're more well, I might do that. Up. I appreciate the offer. Of course, fakeologist.com and fakeotube.com. Fakeotube is the censor-free version of YouTube, and uh, well, we might yes. have to move there next, of course. Hey, Faker, we've got with us yeah. Mezzy. You guys have chatted before. You guys are familiar? Hello, Mezzy. Nice chatting with you again. Hi, Ab. Wonderful uh, to hear your voice on the Bulgarian News Network. <laughs> <laughs> things are lovely here in beautiful Bulgaria. Ab, how are things there in... Toronto, Ontario. I was just about to go for a dip in Lake Ontario, and uh, I saw you were having a live stream, so I thought I'd join in and uh, see what was going on. And I just promoted uh, September Clues, the original video that got me into this on 9-11. I just promoted it to the headline or the banner of fakeotube.com and right now we have 55 people watching it live well or playing it back rather and uh when i clicked on the original source because i've added the feature on fakeotube uh, to show the source of the video uh, it said well it led to a youtube page it said it was september clues was removed for hate speech from youtube so that's Really, the whole reason why FacoTube exists. Fair enough. So we've got a bunch of people watching live. Let me just say one more time. I won't keep going over this. If you are having issues streaming this, we apologize. We're going to be doing the official JLB Grand Spectacular via Discord, by the JLB Discord. The plan was to use YouTube just to spend an hour or so just having fun and talking to the public audience before going back to the Discord. We might have to go to the Discord earlier. In fact, we're in Discord right now. We're just streaming from the Discord if the stream doesn't work, we'll have to stop it early. But while we've got Ab the Fakeologist and Mezzi from Northern Victoria and Hilly, I think, is coming to us from Phoenix. Hilly, are you just listening or are you planning to speak on the 21st anniversary of the second biggest HOAX of all time? Howdy doody, folks. I'm here. I'll be here for a little while at least. Fantastic. So a lot of the listeners know who you are, Hilly. Those who don't, tell them about this. Tell us the first thing I want to know is, do you remember what you were doing or where you were when you found out that some dude in a cave who hates our freedoms decided to train some doozers and box cutters, take over some planes and smash into buildings. Where were you when you first found out about this? 
I was in Minnesota in middle school. That's what we called it. I believe I was in either seventh or eighth grade. I want to say seventh grade. And we had TVs in each classroom. It was kind of like a new school. And uh, my friend Ross came running up to me while I was chatting with my other friend, Misty. And he said, hey, guys, check it out. The Twin Towers are on fire. And I said something like, shut up, Ross. Who cares? And he's like, no, it's just you should see it. it it's funny. And that was that was the first time I heard about and you it. Were about Because you and I are about the same age. So I'm guessing you would have been like early teens back then. Yeah, probably 13, 12, 13, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the 21st anniversary. You're a proud American. You wouldn't call yourself a patriot, perhaps, but you're a proud American. How do you feel 21 years later? Do you have any feelings about the events? Or is it like, oh, well, it happened, who cares? Well, 9-11 was a national tragedy. But, uh, you know, all all I really think about is I just, every time I think about 9-11, I think... I saw a plane come out of nowhere and just ream into the side of the Twin Towers, exploding through the other side. And then I saw both towers collapse, one first and then the second, mostly due to structural failure because the fires were just too intense. Hey, that was brilliant. <laughs> have you been practicing that? Uh, yeah, I've, I've probably yeah, said, you have. <laughs> I've said it out loud maybe like three times today. Yeah. Okay, I've said it out loud like 500 times in the last six months. And it's my favorite. What else, silly? Uh, if I threw it to you and I said, listen, that's my favorite 9-11 clip or memory. I know this is a hard one to answer, but do you have any other clips that I might play for the viewers at home? Anything else that comes to mind about the madness that was 9-11? And while you think about that, that's a tough one. Let's also go out to southern France. We've been joined by a very lovely young man. I've spoken to him several times. Can he speak to us right now? He's on mute. Louis, come off mute. Say hello for the 21st anniversary of a very sad day where 3,000 people died and or got hurt. Uh, a real tragedy. My heart goes out to the families. Louis, welcome to the JLB Grand Spectacular 21 years since the event. Hey, guys. <laughs> so glad I'm here. It's uh, 9-11 is my best. It's my best story ever. <laughs> well, I want to give Hilly a chance to tell us his favorite clip, not including Harley Guy, because that's taken. But while he's thinking about that, Louis, because that's a tough one, you tell us, what do you remember? What's your first memory when someone said to you, that America is under attack or the Western world is under attack or our freedoms, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm trying to say? What's your first memory of this? Uh, I was watching TV. was after school in France. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, we had a big uh, TV screen at home. And I just saw the, the clip that everyone saw, you know, the towers and then the collapse and then uh, an ongoing... Uh, flow of uh, images uh, during like a full week maybe you know that was like the topic du jour because i think you and i are also roughly the same age so you would have been relatively young at the time was it a big deal in your part of the world obviously france is you know it's it's part of the so-called western world but it's not quite as close culturally i would say to america as australia is like a lot of our media comes directly from america where yeah. you lived in uh france like was it did you guys get smothered with it the, way, the same way that we did uh, I mean, no, <laughs> no one cared. Like, it was a big event, but you know, uh, life. We 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 took our life. Uh, life went on, and uh, yeah. After that, you know, loose change documentaries, and um, so 
I was into those documentaries and I was like, yeah, 9-11, it's an inside job. That was like the first layer I got to. And I, I went back to the 9-11 like hoax uh, pretty late. It was like uh, just, you know, a little before the pandemic. And that's when I found you guys, you, John, TNG, all the crew. <laughs> And then, yeah, I spent a lot of time doing research. I watch all, like, so many clips. Uh, I, could, I can send you guys my best 9-11 video. It's a seven-minute video that I took from a documentary that's called... Um, I don't remember the name. I'll, I'll tell you guys later. Okay. If you post it in the call-specific chat on the Discord, I can play the first few minutes of it. That sounds like a good idea, actually, because I want to play some of my favorite clips. I want to play Hilly's clip, if you can think of one. Yours as well, Louis Mezzi, Fakeologist. Let's make this look like a little clip show. We've started with Harley Guy, which, by the way, credit to Fakeologist. I heard of the Harley Guy from one of your um, participants back in 2014, Fakeologist. Wow. A guy called Garbage that? Media. He's a Canadian called Garbage Media. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's Mark Manuel or he's Quitter official. He's got a million names now. Hard to keep track. Well, I remember when I first found Fakeologist and there was this crazy drunk dude talking about my show. So that's how I found your website. And then yeah. I was chatting with this dude. This is He's back in your drunk. flat earth days, right? This is back maybe 2015, I should say, back in your flat earth days. And I'm chatting with this uh, dude called Garbage Media and he mentions Harley Guy. I've never heard of him. So I find the clip. By this stage, I was questioning a lot about 9-11. But to have someone so blatantly in your face, Ab, tell you the official story moments after it's happened... Supposedly, a Fox freelancer, he's telling you the buildings collapsed due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense. You tell me, Ab, are they mocking us? Are they just taking the piss out of us? What's going on? Uh, I'm actually pretty bored with that clip. I was hoping you'd change it up because it's, uh, yeah, it was way over the top, overacting. And I don't think they were really taking the piss out of us. I think they were just trying hard to make an impression and make it sink in and... Clearly, it worked, even for those that know the know the hoax like you do. Mm-hmm. Right, then, well, if you're bored of that clip, you give me a better clip. But before you do, let's go back to Hilly. Hilly, what are your other favorite clips? We've gone through <laughs> the Harley guy, which Abdefakeologist says he's bored of, which is typical churlish, jaded Abdefakeologist. He's probably coming churlish. to talk more about the what? corona. Don't make me go look that That's up. That's Ab's favorite topic. Ab's favorite topic is the corona. Not he's today. Cor- nope. Well, it's not. Not today. Today, um, it's, today it's September 11th, all day until midnight, so, and then we'll go back to uh, mass injections and poisonings. Well, I look forward to it. But just quickly, let's go back to Hilly there in Phoenix, Arizona. Give me another clip. I'm going to go and find it on YouTube. Or if you find it, in fact, I've got a better idea here. You find it, post it in the Discord, and I'll play the clip, and we'll talk about it. Here for the JLB, Grand Spectacular, 21st anniversary, 9-11. Goodness gracious me, we've got with us at the Fakeologist from Toronto, Hilly from Phoenix, Louis from Southern France and Mezzi from Melbourne. The plan, folks, was just to have a bit of a cordial chat and talk about 9-11 as a precursor to recording the official JLB member Discord call on the Discord. I'm hearing that there's some issues with buffering and with the YouTube. I'm very sorry about that, but I really don't think that is a problem on my end. There's something happening with YouTube. I don't know what it is, but this is just more evidence that it's time to move on from YouTube, folks. It's time to move on to our own platforms. And on that note... This is crazy stuff, guys. Check this out. In the last 48 hours, no less than two dozen people have joined JohnLeBond.com. I was not expecting this. I was expecting 
maybe five or ten people to join in the final 48 hours. We've had about two dozen people. Simulation reality. That is amazing. Vala Vendor. It's, it's incredible, Ab. I can't believe is that it. Like your, uh, is that like uh, the Who having their final farewell tour? I think well, you, you should know, do it every I, year. I should do a farewell tour every month, actually, is what I'm thinking. I think every I'm going to close. People. Let me announce today, Fakeologist is going to close if, uh, if I don't see some donations. Go if for you it. closed your website and went member-only, <laughs> Ab, you know I would be the first person to sign up as a full member of the I website. I know. And you know, know why? I do. Because when you put in the filter, that's what a paywall is, a filter, you filter out some of the time wasters, Ab. That's my honest opinion. Yeah, but some of the time wasters amuse the hell out of me. And you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, I listened to... I don't want to get into too much inside baseball. It, it, it was since golden, here. wasn't it? <laughs> well, I haven't listened to SMJ vs. Um, oh, yeah. Boogeyman. I've downloaded yeah. it. I can't wait to listen. But I did listen to the the Saturday like mega, mega chat. Yeah. And there was... In fact, you know this because I made a video talking about the chat between SMJ and, and BV and the 9-11 coincidences. Yeah? You would have seen that. Clip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watch all your stuff for sure. And I was very impressed, Ab, when BV said that the Gary Kasparov stuff uh, to do with chess being played on the top of the World Trade Center on September 11, just a few years before the, the towers came down, where Kasparov's moves in games 9 and 11 involved towers. I was impressed when BV said it's yeah. just a coincidence that would happen on any day of the year. You, Ab, said, yeah, I don't know about that. I, like what you were saying was you think 9-11's a bit more significant. I was impressed, Ab. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about SMJ. He's the one that brought the whole thing up. No, but, he yeah, brought okay. the topic up. I was super impressed by him. Then BV yeah. said, oh, it's just all a coincidence. Too many leaps of logic, blah, blah, blah. And oh, then I, said, I, I didn't hear that. Did I? Or did I? Okay. Bro, I've got the clip. I uploaded the clip to my YouTube channel. Okay. I'll have to review. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed with clips. I just put about 10 up on FacoTube. So I, I can't. That, that one didn't stick out in my mind, but okay. This is typical of you, Ab. Even when I'm trying to pay you a compliment, you I still know, find a way I'm to sorry. disagree with me. <laughs> Ab the Fakeologist, everybody. We're glad to have him here. Fakeologist.com and Fakeotube.com. All right, so let me just read some of these names out because we've got two dozen people who've joined JohnTheBond.com in the last 24 hours or 48 hours, I should say. I've sent every one of you guys a link to the JLB Discord server. So you can come and join us for right now or come and join us in two weeks when we do another member Discord call series. We just sit here for hours on end and talk about whatever you want. It's a lot of fun. So, two, simulation reality. VAR, Lavender, Fantasy, Lex Van Man, Time Travel Being, Layers of Truth, Silver Bug. Let me highlight these so people can see it. Silver Bug, Paranoid Cat, Tominoid is back. Good to have him back. Mac 1402, Rodimus 168, Wings R4 Show, Ellen Kaius is back. Great to have you back. Sanjong, Changuru Dog, Former Leftist 100. Now, that's a cool username. Let's go to Hilly. Hilly from Phoenix, Arizona. Do you think you were ever a bit of a leftist? Because I was, Hilly. When I was a university student the first couple of years, I had a lot of uh, so-called progressive views, and I kind of consider myself a reformed leftist, Hilly. What say you? Yeah, yep. That's, uh, that's how I would describe myself as well. I went to college and thought I was, you know, a green green movement type of person you know i was i was all over that stuff and you know really throughout college and it uh wasn't really until i got introduced to alex jones and the info wars uh that's about when i started to question my my liberal leanings let's get into some real controversial stuff Hilly, because 
if they delete this YouTube channel, who cares, man? I'm walking away anyway. The Alex Jones trial, suppose, or not trial, court case, because supposedly he was being sued by somebody because of his um, the things that he said about a certain event. And let's try not to use that event's name because that's an instant ban. I learned that the hard way. But you know the event I'm talking about? Hilly, do you think that court case was real? Do you think it was fake? Do you think it was some mixture of the two? Do you think it really cost Alex Jones money? Do you think the judge was real? Like, How much of that do you think was real, Hilly? I hate to put you on the spot, but this is JohnLeBond.com. This is where we test each other's beliefs, their epistemology, their thinking frameworks. I'm putting Hilly from Phoenix on the spot. Was that court thing real or what? Um, yeah, I, I would say uh, to, some, to some respect it was it was real. I think that, you know, it wasn't an actor, judge, or actor, uh, defendant, or lawyers, or anything like that. I, I don't think so. I'd be open to it. Um, but if you would have asked me a couple of years ago, was the O.J. Simpson trial a real trial, I would have probably said no, it wasn't, you know. But that's just, you know, your uh, your point of view kind of changes over time but i didn't give the alex jones court case a whole lot of you know skeptical time i didn't really like did like watch i didn't really watch any of it and see if it was real or not i just saw alex jones's face a bunch of times and it just it looked like he was actually having a having a rough a rough go at it but you know. Did you find it strange, Shirley? Sorry to interrupt you. Did you find it a little bit odd that the Alex Jones court case was right on the back of the Amber Heard Johnny Depp case? Like, did you find that a strange timing of events? Yeah, it is. It is very strange. It almost, you know, people are are used to watching court cases because there hasn't been a big high profile court case before the the Depp Heard thing, and then yeah, right after you get the Jones trial on on TV, it is. It is quite odd. I reckon if they put me on trial, I reckon a few people would tune in. I would hope so. Like if I found out that while I was sitting in the dock, there was only like 20 people tuning in, I'd, I'd actually be embarrassed for myself. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know what they put me on trial for. Maybe for saying that nobody died, nobody got hurt. And that's a fact. And if you say otherwise, I will pin that to your soul. But let's move on with the rest of this full members list. We've got Crash, 6871, Daz, Kenny. Now we've got an issue, Hilly. We've already got a Kenner and now we've got a Kenny. And Kenny was here first, so we're going to have to ask Kenny to modify his username. We'll come back and uh, think about that. Uh, Laurie Borealis, Cuthbert, Tina G, OJ Popstar, JDog71, BMC Adel is back. Now, Mezzi, have you, Mezzi and Chad, either of you jump in, have you heard the news? BMC Adel is back. Let's go to Mezzi there in Northern uh, Victoria. BMC Adel is back. Okay, I can't remember him. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Mezzy, we're live. I can't edit this shit out. He I'm was sorry. one of the people. He was on, I think he was on two or three calls back in the day. He was there back in the member Skype call days. Yeah, I remember I remember the name. If I hear his voice, I'll remember who he is. Oh, you definitely would because he was actually working in the airline industry on September 11. That's one of the main things I remember about him was he was actually working in the industry at the time. And I'll see if I can find that member Skype call and upload it to the call specific chat. For the new members who want to go back through the archives, that particular call was a classic. But uh, if I do release this one publicly, Mizzy, I'm going to edit out that little uh, inter- <laughs> correspondence we just had. We remember all of our old friends here at JohnTheBond.com. Okay, Annie S has joined the site. AJ, he calls himself Alex Jones Supplements. That's a pretty cool username, Alex Jones Supplements. The Merovingian is back, Epic Souls, and Jeff P., and so what I might do, actually, 
you guys probably wouldn't have seen this. Epic Souls joined the site maybe a week ago, I think, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And so he has got a TikTok channel. So why don't I go and see if I can find one of his videos? This is uh, a pretty cool dude, if you ask me. The problem is, I don't know which channel, which video to play. Let's have a look. Let's play this one. This one's called Virology is Demonology. Let's take a look at this. No, simple is good. <laughs> well, I, I when when they talk about uh, demonology, because I don't study that kind of stuff, but that that's part of... Sorry about that, guys. Let me just pause this. This is Ab the Fakeologist talking. It looks like Epic Souls is uploading Ab the Fakeologist. Somebody uploaded me? Yep, apparently. I've got my clip ready to go, my favorite uh, clip. It's Tommy. Tommy to music. It's my favorite clip. It's my most memorable 9-11 clip, if you want to hear it. Ab, that's typical of you. Not only do you interrupt others, you even interrupted yourself. I was playing a clip of you via Epic Souls, and you couldn't help yourself. Oh, can't hear it. Here's what we got. No, you guys can't hear it, but the listeners can. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play okay, just a quick clip from Epic Souls. No, I'm sorry to you because you didn't hear it. So I, I was accusing you of interrupting when you weren't really. So I apologize for that. But the listeners would have heard you talking <laughs> over yourself. Let's just play a quick clip for the listeners. How dare I? Of Epic Souls. No, I better not play that clip. Uh, that's uh, going to get copyright stricken. All right, let's go to Have the Fakeologist. You got your clip. Have you posted it in the Discord? It has to be a YouTube clip. So you better not have posted oh, the Fakeologist. Okay. I was going to play it. Oh, no, if you can play it, that's fine. I'll go on mute and uh, you play the clip. But before you play it, give the listeners uh, the intro. Give them the context. What are you about to play? Uh, okay, I'm going to play a little bit of some of my favorite music. It, I'll play only about 45 seconds. It's Simon Shack's soundtrack from September Clues. It is actually one of the best parts of the entire September Clues movie, if you haven't seen it. His soundtrack is fantastic. He takes drops of some of the lie witnesses and puts it to music, and it's fantastic. So this is the the entry track. I think the title, not the title track, but one of the first tracks in the movie. It's called "Take a Break." I could play a bit of it. I've played it yeah, many play, times. Yeah, go but for it. It's been a while, so uh, it always brings back memories. So here we go. Can you tell us what kind of an airplane is there? Okay, and what do you see at this point? Tony, we don't have any confirmation from any officials of this happening. Just repeat again, you were walking, you were just going outside. We went to the corner, and then it was right in the middle of the World Trade Center. Where are you standing right now, Tony? I'm right in the building right now. And what do you see at this point? People are staring up there, looking at it. Oh, my God, the smoke is coming out, black yellow smoke. Okay. You can see we are we are physically looking at one of our sky cams right now. We can see billowing smoke from the top of the World Trade Center, Tony. Yeah. Um, are there other people that are around you at this point? Is everybody in pretty much of a state of shock? Oh, of course we are. People are all in shock. The people in the building are in shock going out. My God Almighty, this is a real disaster. This is this is worse than the one that hit the Empire State Building back in 1939 or 38, whenever that was. Uh, Tony, how long ago did you witness this happening? Oh, come on. A minute ago. 
10 minutes to go. All righty. There you go. Tommy, Tommy, what a classic witness, man. That was beautiful. That gives me chills every time. I hope everyone enjoyed that as much as I did. Well, you're a big fan of Simon Shack. Uh, oh, what do you I think am. about yeah. Boogeyman coming along recently and basically saying that uh, Simon Shack is no good? I'm sorry to get too inside baseball. For listeners who don't know, Amplified Gold has just been doing this for about 10 years or so. Big fan of Simon Shack, who released the September Clues. Recently, a long-term listener has been calling into Fakeologist saying that he thinks Simon Shack is a bunch of phony baloney. Marcus Allen's a bunch of phony baloney. It's kind of like some infighting at Fakeologist.com. And this is the first time I've spoken with you since this has happened, Ab. So I want to get your opinion. How do you feel about some of your long-term listeners basically turning on some of your long-term friends? Well, first of all, I Boogeyman says in his own writing that he is a big fan of September Clues. But he says he doesn't like Clues Forum, which is the companion forum, which you really need to help explain the whole point of view, That especially as it's changed over the years with regards to Simon's opinion on what happened at, on 9-11-2001. So Boogeyman is a contradiction right there. But the, the thing that I enjoy about Boogeyman is he has awakened the 9-11 element of fakeologists. So he's really challenged people with his views, which views are, he's, everyone's entitled to their opinions, but I think it's awakened the fakeologists to really make him look foolish with his opinions of what happened on 9-11. It's really energized a lot of the members, including Forest Valley, who's done a really good job arguing, even though he doesn't want to argue. But overall, I think he's Boogeyman has forced us to prove our case, and perhaps he represents enough people that need the case reproven to them again. And a lot of them haven't even looked at September Clues or the Clues Forum. They don't even know it exists. And so I thought, I thought uh, Boogeyman brought more good than bad, and he really wakened, awoken or wakened up people on the Fakeologist site to the whole... Uh, genesis of Fakeologist, which was September Clues and Clues Forum. So in a way, I'm grateful. He's a little argumentative and combative. I think he does uh, perhaps abuse the herb a little too much, which, get, which really amplifies some of his emotional behavior, which a lot of people find out of line. But uh, overall, I've uh, called the game at the line of scrimmage quite a few times and given him a few uh, penalties and warnings. So overall, we're, he's still going right now, so we'll see how it works out. It's a, it's a very fluid situation. All right, so a couple of housekeeping things. Firstly, someone in the live stream chat said that my audio was too loud compared to the guests, so I've now reduced my audio. Please tell me in the live stream chat if we're coming through around about the same. That is obviously ideal. And then getting back to you, yeah, the fakeologist. So I don't mean to put you on the spot, but this is the first time we've spoken in a little while. And my old truth uncle, Marcus Allen, your friend, Marcus Allen, your um, frenemy, best friends, and then he leaves and says he's uh, pissed off, he comes back. This happens once or twice a year. You're used to it. We're all used to it. Somebody pointed out, in fact, Boogeyman pointed out, that Marcus claimed on a call with Paula Gloria some 10 years ago that he was a pilot, which doesn't seem to be substantiated by the evidence. I want to tell you my feelings, Zab, then I want yours. As someone who... Uh, respects the good work that Marcus has done and appreciates a lot of the... He was like, he was being super skeptical before I'd even found the scene, right? He was doing great work before I even got here. 
and I appreciate it. For me to listen to the clip of him claiming to have been a pilot, that gave me a bit of a sinking feeling. I, I kind of wish I didn't hear that. How do you feel about this revelation that Marcus may be a deceiver? Uh, first of all, Mar- I don't think Marcus is a deceiver. And I thought that that particular clip where he said that could have been just a flip comment to get a rise, as sometimes Marcus has done. But I think the problem with the truther community in general is they always pick a, pick a scab and keep picking at it until it bleeds again. And it really is completely missing the point. Uh, I have a, another case in point that isn't just Marcus Allen. For instance, I have been promoting the work of Purnima Waugh, who's an Indian-American who burst onto the COVID scene in the last few weeks. She was there before, but I didn't notice until it became uh, a controversy where she was claiming to have a PhD from the London School of Tropical Medicine and maybe some other place. Now, somebody called the London School and challenged that, even, and, and she welcomed the challenge, and it turns out they say they have no record of her. However, I still find what she says in her videos very compelling. It's well summarized. It's all the th- points that I want to usually make when it comes to the COVID's hoax, and she has done it in a very coherent and somewhat scientific way. But people are so obsessed with what she may or may not have acquired, and I don't know if she's lying on purpose, I don't know if she's an agent of a deception, but it's completely missing the point, again, that of all the good work that she's done. And I'm getting challenged by promoting her over the fact that she might be a fraud. But her message is not a fraud. Her message is 100% coherent with my research. So I don't mind promoting her because she's done a great job articulating it in a video. And I don't really care if she doesn't have a PhD or not. So I think we're people are so easily sidetracked and it really gets us off topic. But the, Mar- the work that Marcus has done on, on 9-11 and truth is is top-notch, and I will continue to endorse him, And even if he comes and goes from, from doing shows with me or without me. I still think he's worth listening to, and if he wants to address that pilot comment he made 10 or so years ago, he's welcome to. If he doesn't, I don't even think about it for five seconds. Yeah, that's a very diplomatic and detailed and articulate answer there. You could have been a politician if you wanted to, but instead you went into the logistics <laughs> industry, and that's probably the best for all parties concerned. I'm going to pay a clip. This comes oh. from Hilly. This is just two minutes. That was a compliment, Ab. Don't be silly. This all is right, just, okay. I'm going to play two minutes. This is Norm MacDonald. I'm going to play the yeah. clip, and if I do this properly, it'll come through the Discord and through the YouTube. So just bear with me. This comes to us from Hilly from Phoenix, formerly uh, Hilly from Minnesota. This is Norm MacDonald. I haven't seen this clip as far as I know. Maybe I have seen it. I don't remember it. Maybe I've seen it. Maybe you guys have seen it. Let's check. Let's find out. This is Norm MacDonald talking about 9-11. Let's take a look at this. Are you still Canadian or did you renounce that after 9-11? What? 9-11. You remember what happened? (laughs) You remember 9-11? Yeah. Which one? Rings a bell. (laughs) Yeah, which one? (laughs) The one in 1911? No. The one where the... uh, the plane. Uh, the Where they story- took down the towers? Yeah, all those, all the all the stories came crashing down, you know. A lot like when we tried to write on the Norm show. <laughs> we couldn't get... 
<laughs> we try to write stories, stories. and they all come crashing down. You know, I'm old enough to remember back to simpler, more innocent times when the worst thing you'd hear about the news was hijacked jetliners <laughs> flying into buildings. Oh, now, Gilbert, you're going to get into trouble again. It takes forever, not forever, but it takes years of training to get a pilot's license. But it only takes a couple of minutes to steal a pilot's jacket and hat. And then create, and then do some, you know, terrorist act. I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I was not living because I was thinking it's going to be a terrorist. You were worried about a terrorist act. I was a little nervous. Did you see Olympus has fallen? No. Wow. <laughs> this week I learned just because I masturbated to that picture of a guy falling to his death on 9/11 doesn't mean I have to share it. <laughs> hey, for the ninth consecutive year, uh, Nick, JetBlue Air Airlines. Rank first for satisfaction among all North American airlines. But you know what ranked least in satisfaction? 9-11 airlines. <laughs> what a terrible name for an airline. It reminds me of that tragedy. <laughs> oh, 9-11. <laughs> yeah, no. oh, don't laugh at I tried to tell him not to laugh. I know. I walked through blood and bones in the streets of Manhattan trying to find my brother. Jesus. Yeah, he was in northern Canada. (laughs) (laughs) And you were the guy that was laughing and joking about it like only four weeks ago when I told you my story about walking ankle deep in blood and bone to try to find... Well, that's different. That was kind of funny. I was in, yeah, that does sound yeah, funny. Yeah, right? I was in New York. Blood and bone everywhere. You were... You... <laughs> this is fine. This is fine for a fella that during 9-11, you know, was in uh, Costa Rica partying with his friends. I was walking through the blood and the bones uh, in... Uh, so you were put off by that trip. In Manhattan. A little bit. <laughs> I can't believe you're right. And I had to get a new uh, pants because of the blood and the bones. Just now or back then? Back then, I was ankle deep in blood and bones. Oh, you went through the war, Norm. Well, it was an attack on our country. Do you want to hear my impression of the That's 9 going to be you if you don't lose weight. Do you want to hear my impression of the 9 11 call from Johnny Carson? 9 1 1 call. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But 9 11 was a national tragedy. Yes, it was. Why do you laugh at that? Okay, Johnny Carson died at 80 years old. Would you like to hear my impression? Were you in New York when the Twin Towers fell? No, I was uh, in uh, Los Angeles. Well, either way, it was a national tragedy. <laughs> it was. I, yeah, I know. 9-11. We're going to go to hell. So, Hilary, that was Norm MacDonald taking the piss out of 9-11. I think that was a little bit disrespectful. Why did you ask me to play that? Like that, you do realize 3,000 people died or got hurt that day. Like, why are we we laughing about that? (laughs) You're right. It was a national tragedy. It was. No, I like, mean, do you not I have think... a do you not have a soul? Like, what? Like, what's wrong with you, man?
I don't know. You're right, man. I, I, there's something wrong with me. Some, I have, I have a problem. As a fellow Canadian, I never thought Norm Macdonald was funny, and that is more proof that I have no idea why people think he was such a great comic. Because I found that uh, not funny. <laughs> Even if he tried. did, you find it not funny because he was mocking nine eleven app. I mean, that's no, there's a lot of families out there who that they feel very uh, grieved if they saw that they're dead. The only problem is the SSDI, if people have ever looked into that, the Social Security Death Index did not record any extra deaths in New York State that day. Now, is that really true? Because, you know, the boogeyman disputes that claim. Oh, does he? I don't believe him. He disputed that claim on your website, Ab. That's where I heard it on one of your audio chats. Do you not even listen to your own audio chats? I, I, hey, I'm behind. There's so many. (laughs) We've been pounding out hours and hours and even... The fakeologist can't keep up because I have other research to research as well. Guys, how about this? Ab the fakeologist provides literally dozens of hours of free content every month. And I would say it's definitely worth checking out, at least when you're new in the scene. But Ab is so jaded, he doesn't even listen to his own audio chats. How about that? Not, oh, I don't know. I do try and get to most of them. That one, I don't remember. He, he does a lot of talks, so. All right, well, let me tell you what happened, and then let's get your opinion. So Frank the Salt Guy and Missum, that lady from Switzerland, whose her audio is always way too loud. Someone has to fix that. And Boogeyman were there chatting, and maybe one other person, maybe Bibi, I can't remember. And then someone made the claim that there was no excess in deaths in the SSDI, whatever the hell it's called, this registry of deaths. They were making a claim that on September 11, 2001, there was no excess, whereas you would expect around about 3,000 more than normal, right? That was saying that there was no excess. And then Boogeyman, which, by the way, many people believe that. Then Boogeyman said, that's not true. That's a lie. So you see, Ab, this claim is disputed even at fakeologist.com. Well, I'm actually just trying to see if I can find the Chris Hoaxbusters call to SSDI. I think SSDI has since been shut access to the public for obvious reasons because it's inconvenient for anyone to do that kind of research, but uh, no, it, I, I believe it's a true story, and I don't really take much of what Boogeyman has to say seriously. All right, well, while you try and find that clip, I want to go first to Louie and Mezzi. They've been quiet. Well, I'll throw to them. Before I do, Hilly, that was your clip from Don McDonald. You're a big fan of stand-up comedy. I'm going to ask you a question that's a bit tangential. Have you ever considered doing stand-up comedy yourself? And if so, tell us what happened. Oh, um, yeah, I've definitely thought about doing stand-up comedy but that's as as far as it's gone i've never never done any any stand-up comedy myself and and i would never try to convince ab that norm mcdonald is funny or that 9-11 is just inherently funny in some way but you know i i find those those clips to be hilarious and just that he just the mention of 9-11 in inciting laughter to me you know that just that just makes me happy for some reason i don't know i don't really know how to explain why how's this for a plan i'm going to wrap up the youtube version of this show then we'll do the official jlb member discord call in 40 minutes that'll be 11 p.m local time we'll wrap up this um, public version of the stream this jlb 9 11 grand spectacular 21st anniversary blah 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 so we've got 40 minutes if we get say let me think of a number I'll think of a number of members. If they join during the next 40 minutes, I'll play a clip of me doing stand-up comedy in Brisbane. Would you like to see that? Me doing no. open mic night. 
I've got the documents. I've got the MP3 files ready to go. Maybe it's time to find it. I have shared them with a few members of jonathanbond.com in a private little chat, but I've never shared it publicly. Would people like to hear JLB up on stage? What do you think? Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know you actually recorded it. Uh, you did mention, I remember you mentioning that you did an open mic or two, but I did not know you recorded it. That's that's phenomenal. I hope to hope to hear it. Well, today. Here's, here's the only problem. I listened back to it the other day, and even though for nostalgic and sentimental reasons, I was um, I enjoyed listening back to it. I realized that you know stand up comedy really is a tough caper. You know what I mean? It's not as easy. It's not as easy to get get up on stage and be funny as, as some people seem to think. It's actually there's quite a craft to it. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I uh, I watch this weekly or I listen to this weekly show called Kill Tony. And they have people, they pull people out of a hat to come up and do one minute sets. And it just seems so brutal. B- bombing in front of a bunch of people. Just that, that really had to be something. Unless you just killed. I don't know. Mm, I wouldn't say I killed. I did pretty well. I got, got a few laughs. But the problem was, and I forgot, I completely forgot this until I went back and found my, like I got the hard drive and went back through my personal files to find the clip. For some reason, I was in the mood to listen to my old stand-up comedy. I don't even know why. I, I think I had a big night that night. So anyway, so I listened to it and I forgot the dude on before me didn't just bomb. He froze up and it was awkward AF. And there would have been, let's say, 40 people in the room, like something like this. I'm not sure. So not a very big crowd, but big enough that, you know, if you're not experienced, that's this can be a bit, um, you know, when things go wrong, it's like the whole world is caving in on you, right? And that happened to this poor dude on his first time getting up on stage. And he was on right before me. And it's so awkward for everyone when a guy freezes up and like just can't talk. Like he tries, tells a joke, doesn't get any laughs, and he just freezes up. It's awkward for everyone. So the MC did his best to be like, come on, guys. This is his first time. Give him a round of applause. People tried to like be nice to him, but you could see he was a broken man. And then the MC is like, all right. And next up is, you know, the, the legal name that I used to use. Let's just say my name is John the Blind. It's like, okay, so guys, uh, thanks for being cool about it. Uh, that was his first time up on stage. We'll get him back up here later again, but. Uh, for now, it's time to move on to the show. So now here's John LeBon, and I'm like, wow, like, thanks. Thanks for warming up the audience, old mate JLB. You know, it, it couldn't have been a worse. It's quite an awkward situation. But I think I got through it, Hilly, and I might just share the recording of that if we get another couple of members here at JohnLeBon.com before I wrap up the show. What say you, Hilly, from Phoenix? Oh, that, that would be phenomenal. I hope I hear a, a hee-hee and a Shimona during the during You the won't clip. hear any of that, but you will <laughs> hear. You can tell how influenced I was by... Uh, Bill Hicks, right? He was the guy I used to look up to. And when I listen back to my stuff, it's not that I'm copying his jokes. My jokes are different. But you can tell that the setup and the delivery, I can tell. I, I look back and I'm like, holy shit. I forgot how much I used, I used to look up to Bill Hicks. Like he was an inspiration for me back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, I I love that stuff. And yeah, uh, I don't know what it is, but laughing, comedy, it is uh, It's one of my favorite things. That's for sure. Well, I hope you're ready for some laughter today, Hilly, because we're just getting warmed up. I know it's about midday where you are in the US, but here in Europe, it's about 10.30. I've got with me in the room, actually, my old mate, Bobby. This is a true story. He's over on the couch over there. He refuses to speak. He, he thinks we're all completely crazy. But he's still, when we get dinner together, he never says, uh, John, I think you've lost your mind. But I can tell he thinks that. But hey, man, how nice is Plovdiv? How nice is this apartment? How nice is it that I can sleep in until midday on a Monday with no boss to answer to? Yeah. Bobby's done very well for himself. We met at a call center actually six years ago. I decided to go and invest my uh, late 20s and early 30s into spreading the truth. He went into a much more lucrative field 
and now he's uh, kicking ass at life. And you must think, damn, man, John has just wasted his potential. No, I, th- I disagree, uh, Bobby. I think not having a boss to answer to, man, is, uh, is a beautiful thing here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Maybe, Bobby, what if we got three new members join the site? Would you join us for the call? Any chance? No, I'm getting the thumbs down. We need to do it, Louis. We need to get him on the call. This guy, this is a true story, folks. I'm working in a call center. This is 2016. And I have a YouTube channel where I talk about the fact that I don't believe the earth is a giant spinning ball. I don't believe that a whole bunch of kids got shot at that event that we can't say all this stuff. But it's just a hobby. I have an actual real job. But then I meet this guy and he says to me, dude, you know, in uh, Thailand, there's a whole bunch of young Westerners. They go there. The cost of living is like a quarter of Australia. If you just get a small income stream online, you can live like a king over there. And I was like, maybe I could monetize my hobby, spreading the truth, and turn it into a like a going concern where I can go and live in Asia for a while and just spend full time researching, creating content. I got this idea from Bobby six years ago. That's a true story. And here he is six years later, seeing the fruits of my efforts. And sometimes I think, I mean, he's been here for five weeks. You must be kind of impressed with Plovdiv, yeah? I thought he was going to come for one week, folks. He's been here for five weeks. You can't hate the place if you've been here for five weeks. Yeah, he refuses to say anything. Right, let's go to Louis and to Mezzi. Louis from Southern France, Mezzi from just North of Victoria. We've got about half an hour to go for the YouTube version of this stream. It is 9-11. It's a big 9-11 grand spectacular. However, let's go first to you there, Mezzi, Northern Victoria. The queen who has been the queen your entire life, recently it was reported passed away. There's many weird theories out there, Mizzy. Some people say that she was uh, weekends at Bernie's style. She's been in the freezer for years and they just thought her out for this particular uh, occasion. Others say that she's a male to female or female to male uh, TR4NS or something like this. Others say that she's a hologram. Some people say that she is a, in fact, I heard this on a recent fake or just audio chat. Some people think that she is a reptile. There's lots of crazy theories out there, Mizzy. Here's the thing. I want your theory, Mizzy. Tell us about the Queen. What do you think about this news that she has sadly passed away? Uh, God bless her soul. Well, she's no Queen of mine, but um, I don't pay much attention to the Queen. Um, I I think I recall a a long time ago now they had a referendum to get the Queen out of Australia but failed because we got too many many people from the UK over here where... (laughs) A lot of queen lovers, you know, they've got pictures of the queen and candles and they like it. No, I don't know much about the queen, to be honest, uh, JLB. I, you, I'm probably the wrong person to talk to. But I, I pay, I don't pay much attention to her at all. I, I don't know what she is. I don't care what she is. All, all, all I know is that the people over in the UK just adore her for some reason. I don't know why. All right, then fair enough. But the truth is that according to the official story, she has been the queen for your entire life, right? So even if we think the royal family is uh, not really in charge or they're not so important, we're about to see some change, even if it's just as simple as a different face on the $5 note, Mizzy. My whole life, it's been the queen. And uh, if I ever go back to Australia, in theory, it'll be the king. Well, yeah, and, and of course you may not remember this, but um, we used to sing God Save the Queen um, at assembly at school. That's the song we used to sing before the new one came about. So, yeah, it's just, she's definitely been around for a long time, hasn't she? Well, Mizzy, I'm guessing you've heard about this. So, you know, back – in fact, let's do some, let's do some JLB trivia. 
And Missy, you're the only contestant. Let's test that buzzer. Oh, no, please, no. <laughs> All right, I won't put you on the spot, but many of the listeners might be ready for this. Let's right. do some JLB trivia for the listeners. On what day did Ted Ross announce that this can be characterized as a pandemic? Anybody on the live stream chat can jump in. 311. Now, nah, Missy, got, Missy, you got it. it you didn't. <laughs> You were the first one to get in with the answer, and you didn't want to do the trivia. That's easy, though. <laughs> well, yeah, it was. So 3.11, it's easy for us, Mizzy. You speak to the average person on the street, they've got no idea. So it was 3.11, 2020, and then, Mizzy, 911 days later, what happened? What was reported to have happened? 911 days after what? After 3.11, 2020. So March 11, 2020, oh, Tedros says. Yeah, now, Mizzy, when you first found out about this so-called coincidence, what was your first thought? Well, you know, there is no coincidences and that uh, the numbers are always stacking up, aren't they, JLB, you know? But how do you explain this? Well, you like... can't explain it. It's part of the universe. Okay, so just say I've got a very intelligent friend and probably more intelligent than me, certainly more successful in terms of his career than me, a really awesome guy and open-minded uh, more than your average normal person, but he thinks this stuff is all coincidence. If you could speak to him right now, and explain to him why you think this is not just a coincidence. 911 days after 311, what would you say to my mate Bobby if he was here right now? If he was like, nah, it's just a coincidence, what would you say to him? There is no coincidences. None. Ever. It's all. Really? Pretty, yep. Nope. No coincidences. The universe places these things in front of us for us to see if we have eyes to see. And it's just, um, it's just great when you find out something like that and you go, wow, that is just really cool. I mean, okay, means- what, if, what, if he, what if he said to you, though, that you just find these things when you go looking for them? Like the number 311 is important to you. The number 911 is important to you. If you just keep looking for 911s and 311s and if you keep using the time and day calculator, eventually you're going to find these connections you're basically just looking for it. If, if he was here saying that to you right now, and I'm not saying that he would say that. He's never said it to me, although that's what I think he thinks. But if he did say that, what would you say in response? If he just said, yeah, but you're just looking for this stuff. Well, no, I, I'd say, well, no, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just putting some numbers in and, hey, look, these numbers are always coming up. I mean, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? So it can't be a coincidence. And you know, these days, JLB, I just, you know, I don't care if people believe what I say. I really don't. I know what I know and I stand in my own truth or whatever it is. I hate using that word. Um, and if someone doesn't sort of see that that is an incredible coincidence, synchronicity, universe is talking, um, then bad luck. Mizzy, I'm with you, and I want to speak about that, this, this feeling of is it my job to teach people. Before I do, Battery79 in the live stream chat says, JLB, please send me the Discord invite. You're the new member. Oh, he's a new member, uh, Simulation Reality. I did send it to you, actually, because you joined the website just before I pressed stream. So that's why I was like five minutes late. I had to go and find your username on the website, send you a personalized email with a Discord link, whatever. I have sent it to you. So go and check your email inbox. If it doesn't come through, email me, John Lebon. 123 at gmail.com. That's John Lebon, 123 at gmail.com. Email me, say that you're simulation reality. Email me from the same email address that you use to sign up to the site so that nobody tries to spoof you and get a free invite. I'll send you a link right now. You can come and join us. We've got half an hour left for this 
9-11 Grand Spectacular YouTube version. And then after that, we'll take a quick break. JLB might wander down to the old nonstop, grab a couple more cheeky little beer gascos, and we're going to celebrate tonight because guess what, folks? This is the end of JLB doing these YouTube live streams. And it has been... Mizzy, let me tell you something. The last eight years of my life, I think I could have used them a little bit better in some ways, definitely, but the, the YouTube and the people I've met, including yourself, by the way, the people I've met, the things I've learned, the things I've got to do, Mezzi, I feel truly blessed. So even though it's all coming to an end, I leave YouTube with no animosity, no regret, no negative sentiments. I feel blessed that I got to be part of YouTube, especially a few years ago when it was fun, when it was cool. I mean, you could say if you wanted. These days, it's not quite as fun, but Mezzi, I feel blessed. What say you? Uh, I think, of course, um, why wouldn't you, right? Because this is how you've met uh, most of us, which is uh, fantastic. And we've met you, which is even more fantastic, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, the technology is amazing. I, I love it. It's great. I, I'd be lost without it. I, I was six and a half weeks without internet. I nearly died. I couldn't get on the internet when I went and visited my daughter. It just was, it was painful. Um, and so I've got a new appreciation for it now. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we're all blessed to be able to um, connect with one another. So I've got a couple of comments in live stream. I don't want to read them out, but time is running out because we have to wrap up the, the first part in 25 minutes. Before we do, let's go out to Southern France there. Louis, I'm planning to use YouTube significantly less. No more videos promoting this member call or mailing lists promoting this. Or My plan is to spend much less time promotion and more time content creation. But I've had a great time here, Louis. I feel good about YouTube. Like I think it gave me a net benefit in my life. What say you? That's a hard question, John. But uh... I think you're trying to find a new model. You want to you know, try a new thing. You've been here for eight years already. Uh, you have put like so many hours of work. It was like a real dedication. Like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's a good thing. The 9-11 stopping the, the entrance and focusing on, uh, on different dynamics. And uh, yeah, I mean, I wish you well even though i know like i mean you get like maybe like 10 uh, or 15 more people but there's like we're so few here that it's like doesn't even matter like you know the 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 only thing that matters is trying to have a good time like and just to go back to 911 guys <laughs> like where i'm at at 911 you know in my current reality like i know there was no plane i know there's fucking deep fakes and a I mean, that's my understanding. And uh, I want to ask uh, Ab, the psychologist, a question, like, because he seemed to be like, didn't like the, um, it's not funny, you know, like, but for, for me, like, I live in this simulation, you know, so there's no, it's, I don't care if it's funny or not funny. But, um, you know, the, just like, just the video of the guy, of the what's his name the Ollie guy you know the the guy that's the the, the Fox News uh, reporter that's yeah, a Ollie crisis guy. actor yeah it's a crisis actor so you know from the start you need you don't you don't even need to dig into now eleven I mean you you really need to dig into it if you really want to to know the all the possible scenarios but just the fact of that that video shows it's it's all oaks you know whatever the excuse is. So from there, like, uh, our reality is like a fucking oaks. 
When did you first realize this though? So like I was a teenager when this event happened and I believed it was real up until about, I would say, 2013 or 14. So I would have been in my mid-20s before I started to truly question what the TV was telling me, Louis. How old were you when you first realized maybe this isn't what they're saying? I mean, I really like uh, escaped the metrics when the pandemic happened. That's where I like... Went to the media fakery, story fakery, and, you know, my understanding of the world and everything, you know, like, yeah, I put a lot of hours into concepts and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a stage. And, you know, like, there's this, this uh, concept that is uh, the map and the terrain. And so basically, you know, everything is an abstraction. Like, even our current reality, when I see someone in front of me, that's like not the thing that is on the terrain. It's just the perception, you know, we're, al- we're alone in our brain and uh, we can only project and try to communicate, but we all know there's the a higher construct and uh, maybe to, to speak to Bobby and to end my, um, my talk, uh, you know, the numbers at first, it seems crazy, but when you gain knowledge, like, you know, like if you get into gematria, you understand it's just the geometry of words and uh, words is basically numbers and, uh, and uh, the language has been like given to us, but it, it has ciphers. And so, you, you know, with building your own mind framework, you, you, you can like reach higher layers of your understanding and like kind of take that spiritual, you know, path. Uh, and um, connect with... Uh... What if Bobby was here right now? And what if Bobby said, Louis, what you're saying makes sense to me. I get it. The thing is, I'm happy enough. My life's going pretty well. I'm doing well in this front and on that front. And generally, I go to bed oh, at night sure. and I don't, I don't worry too much. I don't really need to pierce the veil. My life is good enough as it is. If he was here right now and saying that to you, what would you respond with? I mean, you know, I think we're in a game. And so you, you rank your player at the level you want to rank it, you know? And uh, when you go through life, uh, maybe you'll face uh, experience and challenge, and maybe not. But if, if you face challenge, it's like it's already like a gift because they're gonna get deeper into you and uh, and reach different, you know, perspective. I guess. Do you think some people can be happy without really knowing all this stuff? Like, let's just say that you and I and Mezzi and Abdefakeologist and Hilly and Kenna, let's just say that we're not crazy. We're actually we're correct with some of our theories that seem crazy to others. Let's just say that we are correct. Do you think it's possible still that some regular people can still be happy without concerning themselves with this stuff? Like, can you be happy without going down the rabbit hole? What do you think? Of course. I mean, going down the rabbit hole is like a, it's a very real experience. You know, that's where you get to the, the bottom of yourself. You, It's not just, oh, yeah, I, I, I've uh, watched that theory on youtube and it's it's a if if you don't shift inside and you you don't like get very scared of about you know the the nature of uh of um your reality i mean yeah it's a, it's, it's an experience you know like it's a cosmic experience and uh i don't think the majority of people are you know aware of their potential as a human beings and uh technology is the what's overtaking us and uh, we're all like tethered to, to, to the screens. And uh, there's the, the, the guys on the, on the, on the backstage and the audience 
audience, you know? And so it's very complex and uh, I, I just say good luck to Bobby, I guess. Fair enough. So to boil it all down, what your message is, is good luck to Bobby. Well, I think Bobby's doing well. I know for a fact that you're doing well, Louis. Of course, our friend Fung came to visit you for a couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, just quickly, because time is of the essence, just quickly tell listeners. So a member of JohnTheBond.com who's been here for like four or five years came to visit Louis, who's been here for about a year or so. The two of you hung out there in southern France for a little while. Two years, just give us John, two years. Two years. Jeez, the, t- yeah. the time flies when you're having fun, Louis. So Louis's been here for a couple of years. Fung's been here for like four or five years. The two of you hung out at your place in southern France. Just give us a quick overview. What was that like? Because he was the first member that you've met in real life, right? Give us a quick overview. Yeah. What were you expecting? And then what happens? Tell us what happened. I mean, uh, I talked to Fung like during the two years. So I knew his personality. And um, like I was really in, in peace to to have it in my family. And uh, yeah, we, we really shared an experience. You know, like I was in like a very... Uh, in a very um, not hard place, but very intense uh, thing were happening in my life, and uh, we like we really talked about you know the meaning of life, and uh, yeah, it was like really great. Um, I mean, he's my brother now. Like, it's fucking. Real. I, I want to say something, guys. We're all uh, behind our screens. It's all digital, all the way down. Yeah, we do Skype call and meeting Google meetings and stuff, but. Meeting in real life is being on the terrain because in real life you like communicate with more signals. You know, there's it's 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 another level of experience, and uh, yeah, it's 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 where it it should be. Like, like I kind of want to like stop and fuck the normies and don't have anything to do with you know with people online. Like, I just want to see people in in, uh, in my local reality and uh, like. Uh, play the fucking game to highest potential. If I can read between the lines there for you, it sounds like you had a good time is what you're trying to say. You and Fung hung out for a week or so and had a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. Well, here's what we're going to do, Louis. We're going to come back. I'm going to play a short clip on the other side of this. I'm going to ask you guys on the panel some questions from the live stream chat, and then we have to wrap it up because in about 15 or 20 minutes, the top of the hour, we have to... Pull the plug and say that's it for the YouTube version. Of course, I'm going to be here for the next couple of hours, folks. The US Open Finals about to begin. I'll sit here, uh, not too far from the balcony here in beautiful Plovdiv, Bulgaria. Have a couple of frothies and just chat off the record with whoever comes and joins us on the JLB Discord. It should be a lot of fun. Let's enjoy the anniversary of 9-11 together. But before we do that, I have to play a clip. This one comes to us from... Let's take a look. Who posted this one? Actually, no. This one comes to us from me. This is one of my favorite clips from 9-11. This is George Bush explaining that he's uh, taking on the bad guys. Let's take a look at this. I'm distressed to hear about the latest suicide bombers in uh, in Israel. Um, For those who yearn for peace in the Middle East, for those in the Arab lands, for those in Europe, For those all around the world who yearn for peace, we must do everything we possibly can to stop the terror. There are a few killers who want to stop the peace process that we have started, and we must not let them. For the sake of humanity, for the sake of the Palestinians who suffer, for the sake of the Israelis who are under attack, we must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can 
to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. All right, we need another. Our new student. Okay, so that was George H.W. Bush and George W. Bush having a round of golf on a golf course, but they weren't too busy for the younger George to explain to the audience that they must stop the terrorist killers. What we're going to do is go around the round table panel here. Actually, we haven't spoken to Kenny yet. Kenny from Kentucky. You don't have to speak. This You could just be listening in live if that's what you want. But you've got about 15 minutes if you'd like to join us for what might be the last ever JLB YouTube stream. That's what some people are saying. It's been a couple hundred live streams over the last eight years. It's been phenomenal. This could be the last one. I don't know. Can't make any promises. So, Kenna, take yourself off mute. Say hello to all the people out there in the world of John LeBond YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, boy. Shit. Hello, it's the grand finale. Well, I don't want to call it the grand finale because, let's be honest, <laughs> given the success of the last 48 hours, I might have to come back and do this again in a couple of weeks. We've got 24 new members at johnthebond.com in just the last two days, Kenny. Can you believe that? Beautiful, beautiful. I think I'm responsible for one of them. <laughs> oh, one of your friends joined up. Interesting. Yes, what are you going to do if he comes back and says, hey, Kenna, this JLB guy has lost his mind and you need to get as far away as you can? <laughs> Hey, fair enough. You know, it's not on my hands now, you know. Well, here's what I'm doing. I'm leaving a lot of the money in my PayPal account just in case some of these new members, they write me and say, hey, listen, JLB, uh, no offense, but you are crazy. Can I please have a refund? And I'm like, you know what? Yes, because I am kind of crazy. Let's be honest. Who sits here and says that space is, in fact, a hoax? Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. Who does that? Dinosaurs are hoax. Ultrasound is a hoax. Who says that? Who says these kinds of things? And you have gone and given one of your friends in real life, Kenna, a link to my website? No offense, mate, but what were you thinking? Maybe I wasn't, JLB. Maybe I wasn't. He's not going to stay your friend for long. <laughs> hey, he's down for some of it. I've, I've uh, bootlegged a few of your articles, so, you know, I did give him a little primer first. Primer. His name isn't um, Simulation Reality, is it? Because Simulation Reality, who was in the live stream chat on the YouTube version of this, he said that he didn't receive the welcome email, which, by the way, to any listeners out there, if you have joined the website in the last 48 hours, I've sent a welcome email, a personalized one to every single one of you. So if you didn't receive it, please email me, johnlebond123gmail.com. It's got a couple of very important links, including, and some important information, including a link to the Discord. So don't think, oh, he might send it tomorrow. No, I've already sent it. So let's uh, fix this problem up straight away. If you haven't received it, I'll send it again. You can come and join us tonight. For, well, it's tonight in Europe, it's still uh, daytime in America, for our 9-11 annual Grand Spectacular. Let's sit around and just have fun, just chatting about whatever we feel like. And uh, timing is very good because today is the US Open, so I'll be staying up all night watching that. I'm a big sports ball fan, as you all know. So with that being said, Kenna, your friend isn't simulation reality, per chance? No, he is not. Um, his name is Sam Jung to you. Um, but I think he... You'd you'd like this. So when I joined, I didn't realize what the welcome email was. I didn't read the whole thing. Um, but he said he doesn't want to join the Discord until he writes you a detailed response to the welcome email. So I know you'll like that. 
I'm very glad to hear that. Thank you for telling me that. Okay, now, if that's the case, simulation reality, you are now in the Discord server. If you want to join this part of the call or if you want to wait until we're off the record in about uh, 15 minutes, you just click on the button that says Purgatory on the top left. So if you're using your phone or if you're using your uh, desktop or whatever, on the top left, it has the channels. If you click on Purgatory, you will find yourself in the same room as us. You don't have to speak. You can just listen. But that is where we're talking right now. And so once again, to all the members who've joined in the last 48 hours, big welcome to johnthebond.com. I know that because we've done this before where we've had a whole bunch of people join suddenly. Generally, within a few months, you know, I don't want to say half, but let's say a third, let's say roughly a third to half of people after a few months, they're like, yeah, I've checked it out. It's not for me. And they disappear. But about half or so stick around a long term. So using those very rough figures, we might have found about 10 or 12 people who might be here at johnthebond.com for a long time going forward. And I, for one, let's throw to Mezzi. Mezzi, I, for one, can't wait to get to know who are these new members? What do they know? Do they still believe in dinosaurs or do they still believe in outer space? Because if they do, Mezzi, that's fine by me. It took me a long time to learn that outer space is, in fact, a hoax and nobody died, nobody got hurt. Yeah, let's hope they uh, get on the chat. That's when we really get to know them, right? Normally, that's when we get to know them. So what we'll do is in two more weeks, we'll do another, because we do this every fortnight, Missy. We have the member Discord calls. We'll have another special one in two weeks where I'll schedule two separate call times and encourage as many of the new members as possible. Come along and have a chat. You don't have to chat on the record. We do about two hours on the record. You can come and chat in the off the record part. We just want to get to know how the hell did you find this website and what topics do you find interesting? Uh, what things do you think that I or the other members say is crazy? What things do you agree with? We just want to get to know them, Missy. I think that's a fair, like, that's a fair assessment. We just want to get to know them. Who are they and how the hell yep. do they get here? Yep, agree. It'll be nice. What if they say, Missy, what if one of the members joins and says, yeah, look, I agree with you about media fakery, but I think the war in Ukraine is real. How would you respond to that, Missy? If one of the members came along, they were totally friendly, totally nice, and they agree with a lot of what we say here, but they were like, actually, JLB, I, I think you're wrong about the war hoax. How would you respond to that one, Missy? Well, I, I tell them to watch uh, a movie called Wake the Dog and then come back to me on that one. Yeah, Wake the Dog is a classic. When did you first watch Wake the Dog, Missy? Oh, God, years ago. I, I was shocked, actually. <laughs> I thought, oh, my God, oh, my God, really? This is what they're doing? Yes. <laughs> They put it, it right in your face, don't they? With an all-star cast, Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, Kirsten Dunst, William H. Macy. They've got cameos from people like uh, Willie Nelson. This is an all-star cast, and they are not just telling you, they're showing you how they fake the wars and get away with it because nobody notices, nobody cares. It's all there right in front of your face. I know. It's a great movie. It really is a good movie to introduce somebody to the fakery of uh, all that, but the- the thing is, you've got to understand it's all fake. Everything's fake. Nothing, nothing's real out there on television, on, you know, in the newspapers. Nothing's real. So it's, it's all made up. I mean, even if you're just watching general movies, I mean, often I'll go, people don't do that. That, that never happens in the real world. Or, you know, when you really look at it in, in that way, you go, no, I don't really think people do that or I don't think people react like that. No, I don't. You know, it, it's just really crazy when you watch a movie. It's, it's kind of amusing to watch a movie these days. Well, Mezzi, you know that you're the one who put me onto the film The 13th Floor, which is now the background for JohnTheBond.com. You were the one who told me about that film, and I will remain forever grateful for that because that film, I think, is a perfect way to explore the idea 
that sometimes people think that they're in a world that goes a certain distance. In fact, it doesn't go that far. And I use that as an analogy for history, Mizzy. People mm. think, oh, yeah, we've got books that go back thousands of years. I'm like, yeah, I used to think that until I tried to check the sources. And as you know, Mezzi, they don't <laughs> exist. They don't exist, yeah. <laughs> I know. That was a great call, JLV. I really enjoyed that call. That was so much fun, the one we did about the history. And, and they found um, all the um, the papyri in bits and pieces um, in a rubbish In a rubbish dump. dump. Really? I mean, do you... And that's the official story, Mezzi. I know. That's the official story. And that was an excellent call. And your contribution to that call was magnificent because you were just laughing nonstop, like as though you had just found out for the first time. This is their story, Mezzi. This is their story. This isn't some conspiracy theory. If you read their own story, they're like, yeah, we found the original copies of the Bible in a rubbish dump in Egypt 150 years ago. It's hilarious. You don't, you don't even need conspiracy theories. Just read the official story. They're telling you. It's all fake. Yep. It's ridiculous, man. Now, yep. check this out, Mizzy. I said to the live stream chat, give me a question for the panel. I'll ask the panel. So with five minutes to go until we wrap this show up, I'm going to throw it to the panel. I'm going to make this an open one. I'll throw it to you first there, Mizzy. Then anybody else can jump in. Here's a question that comes to us from Dirty Benny, who's a long-term commenter and um, interlocutor on the YouTube channel. I wish he would join us at johnthebond.com on the member side. Maybe he did under a different username. I don't know. But in any event, this is his question, Mezzi. I'm going to throw this to you first, and then anybody else can jump in. He asks this. Do the panelists think there was any supernatural element involved in the 9-11 event? I'll read that one more time because this is a difficult one. Do the panelists, that's you, Mezzi, think that there was any supernatural element involved in 9-11? Yeah, I'd have to uh, – thinking about that, look, if you just asked me that question, I'd go yes and then I'd have to think about why I said that. But uh, definitely because it, it was one of the biggest things that happened uh, in a world where everybody's connected to the TV, internet, etc. cetera. It, it was one, one of the most incredible experiences that everybody had and indoctrinated into us was that this could happen to – Anywhere, if it happens in America, it could happen anywhere. All these people died, all this stuff happened. And it wasn't just done. It was planned for a long time. We all know this, right? But, yeah, I reckon they do use supernatural elements. Um, Now, what do you mean by supernatural would be my next question too. I mean, do you mean that they, um, they summoned up Baphomet or something like that. Well, something definitely happened supernaturally, but I couldn't tell you what that is. I think yes. Yeah, supernatural. It's, a, it's a, like a word that can mean different things to different people. So it's kind of, in some ways, maybe it's a tough question to answer. But you know who might give us a try in answering the question? Waterman Chris from Florida. Hasn't said hello so far on the call. I mean, he might just be listening, but he might be willing to give us an answer. Waterman Chris going once, going twice, going three times. No, just listening. That's fine. Simulation Reality has just joined the chat. Don't know if he wants to speak. If he does, just take yourself off mute. Let's go out to Hilly. You have to leave us in a few minutes, I understand. You've got to go and uh, hang out with some friends, which is a very sensible thing to do on a nice Sunday afternoon. Give us your thoughts on this question and give us your final thoughts for the chat. Do you think there was a supernatural element involved in 9-11? Oh, yeah. What a, what a question. That's a, I like that question a lot. I definitely have in the past considered that and you know, would lean that way. 
But I'm kind of on the same page as far as that goes as Mezzi detailed. There was, um, in the sense of some sort of massive brainwashing, massive ritual, and what kind of effect that has on, you know, the realm in general. Um, I, I would say there's something along those lines, um, but as far as supernatural taking down the buildings, I I don't think so. Um, you know, I I would say there was some kind of physical explanation for why the building, buildings came down, but but yeah, so definitely something um, more meta uh, physical. It was an initiation for the masses. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think there was that involved. And in that sense, if you want to consider that supernatural, I think that's totally warranted. Fair enough, Gilly. Well, I want to keep talking about this supernatural element because for me, this is like the most interesting part of the whole story. So I might, we'll just go on an extra five or 10 minutes before we wrap it up. But I know that you have to get going, Gilly. So thank you for joining us for the 9-11 Grand Spectacular 21st anniversary. Goodness gracious me. I'll give you a chance for your final thoughts. And I'm sure we'll see you again in a couple of weeks for the next set of maybe this called calls. But for this one, Hilly, your final thoughts. Oh, man, it's been a pleasure. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you played that that Norm clip. That made me smile and laugh. Uh, it's really been a great time. And, and all, all of this is is uh, is a blast. And, you know, uh, wouldn't be able to do it without without everybody here. You know, it's it's really awesome. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Hilly. Well, you take care. Enjoy the show that you're going to uh, see this afternoon. And then let's throw to Kenna from Kentucky. I think you might have some answers for us. Supernatural is a very difficult word to answer directly, but you get the general idea that the questioner is asking. Do you think there was something more than just humans bringing down buildings? How do you explain this 9-11 thing? Well, it's hard to say if there is something more that caused the buildings to come down. But the manifestation of the whole, pretty much a ritual, right, definitely feels supernatural. I mean, it's the most, to this day, it's the most captivating thing to see. I mean, all the footage, you can't look away. And there's lots of speculation on, you know, when you have millions of people paying attention to one thing, what does that mean? Maybe it means nothing on a metaphysical level, but at the very least, you have millions of people paying attention to one singular event. So if there's anything supernatural to happen in one of these, you know, psyops, it would be 9-11 because the symbolism is right there. It's on point. And even after 21 years, it's completely fascinating. Are you open to the idea that this is, event is too big just for humans to have organized it? Uh, I, I'm definitely open to the idea. I'm not sure where to go with the idea, but it's it's a massive thing, like you're saying. Huge All event. right, so what we're going to do is, and I, I'm serious, I have to wrap this up. It's 11 p.m. local time, so we're going to wrap this up relatively soon. But first, we have to play an impromptu game of JLB Trivia. So, Kenna, I need you to test that buzzer. Uh, uh, there it is. That's it. <laughs> Louis from southern France, I need you to test that buzzer. Choo-choo. Messi from just north of Melbourne there in Victoria. Test that buzzer. Ding dong. <laughs> For one point, I need you to tell me what were the four flight numbers of the planes that did bad things on 9-11? 
John, you asked me that question like 10 times already in two years. And I don't fucking know. I don't remember the dates. I don't care. I'll leave in the simulation room. Okay, so we've got Keter and Mizzy. For one point, can you give me two of the flight numbers? Ding dong. Mizzy from Northern Victoria. Oh, my God. I know I'm going to get this wrong. Um, 11. Uh, yeah. Uh, 77. Ding, ding, ding. Mizzy, the champion of John LeBond Trivia once again. <laughs> God. So here's the thing. So flight 11 and flight 175 fly into the towers, right? 77 goes into the Pentagon. 93 disappears in Shanksville. I know that Bobby is about to – he already thinks I'm crazy. When he hears what I'm about to say, he'll be absolutely certain of it. So you know Alistair Crowley, this you know um, writer who writes about magic and he was into the occult and the dark arts, this kind of stuff. He had a couple of very special numbers. One of them was 11. Do as that will shall be the whole of the law. The magic 11 words, right? He also liked the number 93, which for him symbolized agape, love, this kind of thing. He also loved the number 77, the supreme septuagint, right? The supreme 77. In one of his books, it's the only chapter that's emboldened. He had a few numbers that he loved. Three of those numbers turn up in the four flights of September 11, but... Uh, Crowley didn't have any interest in number 175. So why was there a flight 175? Well, let me put it to you like this. If you add flight 11 and flight 175, the two planes went into the towers, add them together, you get 186. If you divide 186, because there were two towers, divide 186 by two, you get 93. So you see we get agape once again. Now, a lot of people, Mizzy, will say that that's just a coincidence. And JLB, no offense, bro, but... I think you've gone a little bit too far. I think you've become one of those crazy people. What would you say about that, Missy? Do you think I'm reading too far into the numbers? Or do you think there might be something to this? Well, the numbers always stack up, JLB. Whether you find them or not matters not. But, I mean, that, that to me is incredible when you think. What I found a little crazy, John, is that, you know, we're talking about a plane that I think didn't even exist. You know, they're just propping a, a video propaganda. <laughs> so... Yeah, we can go deep down that, but that into the rabbit hole. But do you think you guys like? Are you uh, no planners or or not? I'm a or big time no planner. Big time, big time no planner. What about you? Yeah, yeah I'm a no planner for sure. I mean, but uh, we yeah we talk about the mainstream story, you know. So we talk planes, the thing, the passport, the story. But then you know, once you understand, it's a hoax and it's constructed you know with some purpose with technology is involved and uh, yeah like we said 9-11 is technically the the video clip that i think you said that john i think i'm taking this from uh, an article you wrote but you said it was the clip that was uh, seen through the most eyeball on the planet you know like we all saw that that clip you know today there's internet so there's so many content and uh, so every brain is on a different content but at the time when 9-11 happened we all had a tv that was like our main uh, screen you know and we all saw that clip it's a fucking initiation and it was you know playing way ahead of time and it's it, it's a fucking joke you know it's like normally i don't know why why they're joking but um it's probably because it's fucking hoax, you know. Well, you know what? I could talk about 9-11, especially these esoteric elements, all night. And that was my original plan. 
we do need to wrap this up. So I'm going to stick around here on the Discord for another couple of hours at least. In fact, I think we're going to be chatting for a long time to come. But for the recorded part, the uploaded part, it is time to say goodbye. So I'm going to give each of you a chance to give us your final thoughts. Before I do, let me say once again a big thanks to all the people who've come and joined JohnTheBond.com in the last 24 hours, last 48 hours, I should say. And also in the live stream chat, Arnie Meg, I just sent a link to your email address, which I believe like it's made up of two words, one beginning with a C, one beginning with a W. I just sent the link again to that email address. So if that's not your correct address, email me. This is to Arnie Meg, JohnTheBond123gmail.com. Say that you're Auntie Meg. And try to use the same email that you used to sign up to the website. And I'll send you a link to the Discord right now. And hopefully you can come and join us for the big 9-11 Grand Spectacular host show. We're going to chat about whatever we want off the record, myself. And how many people in the room right now? We've got about one, two, three, four, five. We've got about eight or ten people in the room right now. We'll probably get some more later on as the day goes on in Northern America. Just a bunch of people sitting around having a chat and hopefully having a good time. I'm sure that's what we'll do. So big thanks to all of the members of JohnLeBond.com, especially the 24 who have joined in the last 48 hours. This has just been phenomenal. Of course, there will be no more option to join JohnLeBond.com as a member post September 11. I'm closing the website to new members. I know a lot of people have a big problem with that. I understand that, and I will take the criticism for that. But the website is fine as it is, especially with all of these new people joining. We don't really need any more people, and I don't want to waste any more time promoting the website to the public. So all the people out there who don't want to join JohnTheBond.com, that's totally cool. I will no longer waste your time with promotions of the website. And those of you who've been here for the past uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years, enjoying the JohnTheBond.com content, leaving your comments, leaving your live stream chat, I really appreciate it. And I hope that in the future, even though our paths are going to go in different directions from now on, I hope that you can look back as fondly as I can at the past eight years. It's just been incredible. And I'm very grateful for the time that I've had on YouTube. And I hope that the next eight years is just as fun as the last eight years have been. I'm sure that it will with the members of JohnTheBond.com, which is where I'm focusing my attention going forward. So with that being said, let's get some final thoughts. Let's go first to, we'll go to Kenna first. Kenna, it's a great to have you on the website. You've been here for a few years now. For the 9-11 Grand Spectacular, you can say anything you like. The final thoughts are yours. Take a moment, say whatever you like. Well... I don't have too much to say. just want to say to everyone out there, happy 9-11. It's the best holiday of the year. And long live J-O-B.com. We're going nowhere. You know where we are, but the club is exclusive now. So The drawbridge so is being raised, Kenna, my friend. The drawbridge is just raising up right now. So if anyone's running towards the castle, they've got just enough time to jump on that bridge, but it's rising. You know, as we speak right now, the time is ticking. So, Kenner, I'll see you for the after chat in just a moment off the record. But first, let's go to southern France, the host of Fung for a couple of weeks there. I've heard fantastic things from Fung. Hopefully, you enjoy the times just as much as uh, Fung did, Louis. Fung spoke very highly of his time with you, and I can't wait to come and see you myself maybe in a month or two. But for this chat, Louis, your final thoughts for the 21st anniversary of a horrible event where 3,000 people died and or got hurt, supposedly. Hey guys, uh, I don't really have final thoughts. <laughs> uh, bye bye to the YouTube audience, and uh, for me, you know, I'm at home here, and uh, so I'm uh, ready to to chat and go deep through the nine eleven thing, you know, and uh, party the anniversary of the thing. <laughs> there's a lot, lot of thing we need to talk about. Well, there's still so much to discuss, Louis. Thank you very much. Let's go out to Mezi. Looks like you get the final thoughts for today. Once you finish with your final thoughts. I will 
stop the stream, not before I play one more clip, one of my favorite 9-11 clips. So it'll be Mezzi to give us her final thoughts, then the clip, then this live stream will end. Big thanks once again to all the members who made this possible here at JohnTheBot.com. Thanks to all the people in the live stream chat for their comments, for their questions. Today we got off to a, a bad start with some issuing with the buffering, what have you. I have been recording this on my end, so I might release this as an MP3 going forward. If you want to make sure you get a copy of that, join the free JLB mailing list link in the info box below. This has been a lot of fun. Now, will I ever come back to YouTube and stream again? I hope so. All I'm saying is that for the time being, no, it's time to put less effort into the public stuff, more effort into the John the Bond stuff for the people who make this possible, the people who care about it. Guys, go and check out the comments on my videos and look at how many people say, just a coincidence, uh, it's a waste of time, blah, like all this shit. And it's like, you know what? Fine. I don't want to waste their time anymore. And I don't want to waste my time trying to convey some of these ideas to those people. I'll do us both a favor. Keep my attention and my focus and my energy to the people who think there's some use to it, which is the members of JohnTheBond.com. And speaking of which, once again, all of the members who've joined in the last 48 hours, check your email inbox. If you don't have an email from me, that means there's a problem. We can fix it. You email me with your username, and I will send you a link to uh, the Discord and the other stuff that you need. And we're going to have a lot of fun, guys. JohnTheBond.com used to have about 85, 90 members. Now there's like 110, 115, almost 120. It is crazy. The next few weeks should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, a lot of these new members will come and join us for the next member Discord call in two weeks' time. We do it every two weeks. The members get together. We have a chat on and off the record. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully, some of these new members will come and join us in a couple of weeks. So with all of that being said, Mezzi from Northern Victoria, she's been here from the very beginning. In fact, we met in real life before there even was a JohnTheBond.com. Can you believe that? Here's Mezzi on September 11, my time, September 12, her time, to give us her final thoughts for the JLB Grand Spectacular 9-11 Super Show. And by the way, thanks to Ab the Fakeologist. Had to leave us early. Thank you, Ab, for all the work that you do. Fakeologist.com, FakeOtube.com. For those who haven't seen it before, go and check out Fakeologist.com. There's a few weird people there, but there's some smart people there. Go and check it out, especially if you can't join JohnTheBond.com. Like if you've been locked out of uh, what I would consider to be the uh, the better place, go and check out the free place, Fakeologist.com. So, Mezzi, your final thoughts. And when you're done, I'm going to play a little clip. Thank you very much, Mezzi, once again. Well, thank you, John. Um, there's always a lot to find out. Uh, John, John LeBon, uh, every time we have a chat, I'm always listening to something um, that I know in my mind is true and from somebody else's uh, perspective. It's really exciting. I love it. It's the only place I can be myself and say whatever I'd like to say. And uh, what I'd like to talk about later on, JLB, is repercussions of 9-11. We're still feeling them. What's happened after that? And I think that's pretty important. Uh, we want to bring in Mark Walsh, who's a, a freelancer for Fox. You live just a few blocks away and witnessed. Dude, I, was, I, was, I live on the 43rd floor of a building, which is five blocks from the World Trade Center itself. I witnessed the entire thing from beginning to end. People talk about how it looked like a movie. I know when I came walking down here early this morning and saw both towers on fire and people on every street corner, it was, it was, it was like a movie, but you watched the planes hit the towers. I was watching with my roommate. It was approximately several minutes after the first plane had hit. I saw this plane come out of nowhere and just ream right into the side of the Twin Tower, exploding through the other side. And then I witnessed both towers collapse, one first and then the second, mostly due to structural failure because the fire was just too intense. Uh, obviously, there were, there were a lot of people inside the buildings at the time. Two guys um, from the 7th Precinct, uh, the 1st Precinct, the fire department right here, the 7th truck, they, those guys are all right there at, at ground zero when those things went down. 
and God bless. I know there's a lot of guys there that were around there, and hopefully they made it out. What was happening around you and the streets around you as this was all going down? Absolute pandemonium. From my viewpoint, up 43 floors, I could see people running like ants, just absolutely scurrying for their lives. Billows of smoke coming through the streets, just walking down the street, just pushing everybody back. And then several minutes after, it looked like it had just snowed over the entire area. Yeah, the, the, the debris, the soot was thick on the street. You, there's still a, a dusting of it out here. Uh, but but when, I, when I was standing here and, and the towers collapsed, we, we saw police officers running for their lives, screaming, get back, get back, get back. And I'll tell you, that's a wake-up call when you see cops running for their lives. And people, too, women's pushing baby carriages, that sort of thing. Well, you had the first tower first. That one, when that first went down, it just pushed everybody back. And it was a good 15 minutes before the second tower finally right. collapsed. Yeah. And it was just overwhelming. And by that point, it was just insane. Well. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of similar stories from people who were inside the building. One gentleman we spoke to earlier today, John, uh, was on the 77th floor and said it was a relatively orderly evacuation at that point after the first plane hit the first tower. Everyone going down the stairs, not a lot of panic. But when they got to the sixth floor, he says they felt a second shake. And then, then people started to really be concerned. Uh, obviously, there were uh, people uh, in the building at the time of this, and, and some of those people. Uh, they haven't recovered them yet, and, and that's a, a big issue right now, is trying to get the, the rescue workers and, and the emergency crews to the building. There were police officers there and emergency crews there uh, when this was all happening, and, and they were right at ground zero when it all went down. Can, sir, can we talk to you? Sir? What's your role out here right now? I'm uh, just standing by right now. can't say what role I'm playing right now. Well, there's a lot of standing by. There's also concern that some of these other buildings might actually come down. This building right here with the glass uh, that you see, this, the nearest tall building, uh, that has structural damage as well. Uh, we saw a lot of glass broken out in a corner of the building. With regard to nobody died, nobody got hurt in these wars. How dare you?